Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Matt and today we're going to be talking a little bit about YouTube. I feel like YouTube is just a huge part of my life from the moment I wake up in the morning to literally when my head hits the pillow, I'm pretty much thinking of YouTube because YouTube is super hard. It's super competitive, but it's also really fun and rewarding at the same time. And today I wanted to talk about really if you can succeed in YouTube if you're starting in 2023 and why failure on YouTube is actually such a good thing. A lot of people, failure really scares them. And you know, you hear it from a lot of successful business people, failure is good because it teaches you what you've done wrong. And the same applies to YouTube because honestly, I mean, I've made probably about 500 videos or so over the past six years. And it's only from those videos that I really screwed up in that I actually learned to improve my content. And the reason I actually have a good flow when I'm talking is because I had a really bad flow in the past where I would literally repeat myself and stutter. And having all of those mistakes, it kind of made me feel embarrassed almost. And knowing that that's public, I just wanted to make it better each time. So every time I made a little screw up, I would have some shaky footage or some out of focus shot, or I would say some information that's not correct about some tech product. Each time I did one of those things, it made me feel a little bit ashamed. Like, oh, I could have just put that little bit more effort. I could have made it just a little bit better. And that's what drove me each time I make a new video to just focus on those little details and to improve upon them. So I would honestly say if you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel in 2023, don't expect it to blow up because the likelihood of that happening is super low, especially if you've never filmed content before. Maybe you might need to learn some editing skills as well as how to actually operate a camera. Or if you're just using your smartphone, you might want to buy a microphone and you might want to invest a little bit of time to think about your lighting. But it really depends on the content you're going to do on YouTube. If you're doing sort of photography, videography, tech, you actually need products to have in those videos. So in terms of getting products, it can be pretty competitive. It's quite difficult and it takes a lot of time to build up reputation for companies to actually reach out to you. So if you do want to start a tech channel, I would advise you just film tech that you currently own. If you want to do a tech channel, you're obviously into tech. And so you're going to have things around your house that you can show off. So even if it's just a camera lens or even if it's old tech, you can still show that off in 2023. You can do a video iPhone 7 in 2023. The day in the life with the iPhone 7 of 2023, does it still stand up to today's smartphones? You could do comparisons. You could do all sorts of things with old tech. You just need to think outside the box and be a little bit more creative because a lot of people have low budgets and they don't want to invest in the newest smartphone. They're actually looking to buy an older piece of tech in 2023. So yeah, that's definitely something worth thinking about. Or you can go and reach out to your friends, you can borrow their phones, you can borrow their tech, and you can film a video on stuff that other people around you own. That's always a good way to start. In terms of how I managed to get free items sent to me, like free tech products, it's a really long story, honestly, because I've been doing YouTube for about, about seven years now, I would say. And I started getting free things, I would say, after a couple of years. And I was about... I think I had about 4,000 subscribers, so pretty small channel. I wasn't getting a huge amount of views, 
but some of those small companies out there are competing to try and get YouTubers to actually film their products. So a lot of YouTubers are only focusing on the big brands and some of those small entry level startup brands, they struggle to get their products shown off by big YouTubers. So you can be that small YouTuber who can make a quick video for them for social media so that they can share and they get value out of it. So definitely email small companies, email startup companies, and don't just email them if you don't have any existing work do a few videos before you go ahead and reach out to them because they're going to want to know whether you can actually make a video or not. So that's always something super, super important because otherwise you're wasting your effort. You're just going to get turned down. So definitely build up a little portfolio, reach out to some smaller companies. And remember, you're not going to blow up in 2023. A lot of your videos are probably going to get little to no views. Some of them may reach 100 views, 200 views. And then you're going to have that one video. Everyone has that one video when you first start out within the first year where you get more views on that video than the other videos. And this kind of teaches you the direction you want to go in with YouTube. So I did a video on my new channel, which is a photography channel, and it was about the DJI Air 2S. So a lot of people showed interest in that drone and I got a few thousand views on that video and the channel had literally no subscribers. It had barely any views across the other videos. And just from that one video, that kind of taught me I'm doing a photography channel here and most people seem to be interested in drones. So I need to do more drone videos. So it's always a good thing when you have that one good video. And it's also a good thing when you have those bad videos. So say I had 10 bad videos and one good video. I'm going to learn from all those 10 bad videos that people are either not interested in the topic or they don't like the way I presented it, but most likely they don't really like the topic because they're not actually clicking on the video. If you have high view counts, but then you have low retention rates, that's showing you that people either don't like how you're presenting it or they just don't like the quality or something about your video is putting people off. So you need to try and figure that out. It's going to be different for everyone, but Honestly, yeah, it's a little bit of just playing around, trying some things and seeing if they work out or not. You really just have to do it. You have to be brave. And even if you're just, even if you have your doubts, you still have to go with it. If you have an idea for a video, I would suggest just put your everything into it and do it. Because sometimes I've done videos that I thought would be completely failures and they actually ended up doing really, really well. I did a day in the life video on my tech channel recently and I honestly expected it to flop just because I never do vlogs. I never do that kind of uh, run and gun shooting scenario. I normally just film at my desk and in a more civilized business like presentation. And so this was just kind of a vlog of me in my bed, waking up, brushing my teeth, my routine. And I just thought it's, it's going to flop because it's not like my usual content, but it ended up actually being a pretty good video and I ended up getting about four or five thousand views on it and I'm pretty happy with that because I didn't really expect a lot of people to like it and I actually got a lot of messages of people saying that they really like this way of me shooting so I'm gonna do more of those styles of videos so yeah if you have an idea go with it obviously it needs to kind of fit in some way with your within your niche or your category of your channel don't just randomly do videos that are not connected because then people subscribe to your channel and they're not going to like other videos you're doing. So you're, you're going to get very little views across all your videos. You're much better sticking to a more consistent topic. Even if you branch it very widely, just keep it in some form of unity. 
and you should be good, honestly. But just going back to the whole failure on YouTube thing, it really does teach you what content resonates with your audience and it allows you to adjust your strategy depending on what they like. So like I mentioned, if people show particular interest in a video, you need to do more of those videos. If people don't like a certain video, you need to do less of those videos. And the styles of videos that people say they like, do more of those. It's really trial and error. Try some things, try some other things. Don't just stick to the same consistent way of doing your videos because then you're never going to learn whether that's the correct way or not. I've had many times where I really thought this is the best way of filming this type of video. And then I sort of ventured out of my boundaries a little bit. And then I did a different style of video and I ended up liking it a little bit more. With my top app videos, I used to film them beforehand. I used to film all the B-roll shots. I used to edit the video together. And then I used to do a voiceover talking about all the apps. But I always found that I used to run out of time and I didn't have enough clips in order to showcase the features I was talking about. And so I decided to go ahead and film me sitting in my chair talking about these features, about the apps, and then I would have a screen recording on. And then that way, if I ran out of B-roll shots, I could just cut back to me sitting in my chair talking and it enables the video to flow better. But I didn't see that back then a few years ago until now. And it was just venturing outside of my boundaries. Like I mentioned, that is how I got to the way I film today. And the way I film today is definitely going to have room for improvement. You know, even a video I just posted, I realized watching back, I'd actually repeated some information a couple times. And so because I recognized that problem with my video, now, next time I make a video, I'm going to double check. Did I repeat anything in this video? Does it have any duplicate information that doesn't need to be there? And if the case is yes, then I'm going to go ahead and remove the duplication. I'm going to improve the flow of the video even more. And so that's going to improve the overall experience for all of my viewers. And hopefully that's going to improve the quality. They're going to come back to my videos more often because if they're experiencing videos where I say things multiple times, they're going to think this guy didn't plan. Obviously I did plan, but it's hard to see your mistakes unless you play back the video when you're sort of out and about and listening to it. When you're sitting at your desk all day and you keep playing back and back the footage, it's super hard to notice those mistakes. It's only when someone else comes in and says like, why did you do that thing? That's when you actually realize, damn it, why, why did I do that? So I would honestly say don't wait for a specific opportunity to come up. Just start doing YouTube now and you can always delete those bad videos. As long as you just do them, you get into the routine of producing videos, then that's going to help you so much, so much more than if you were to just not do videos and watch loads and loads of tutorials. That's not going to help you. You need to actually take action and start producing them and learning from your own videos and your own mistakes and, and find out your own shooting style. It's definitely not too late to start a YouTube channel, though. A lot of people have sort of told me all the big dogs are kind of there. Everyone else is just kind of sinking at the bottom. I don't really think that. I honestly think that some of the bigger YouTubers are actually quitting. Like I've noticed recently quite a lot of YouTubers are kind of retiring. They're getting a bit bored of just doing YouTube. They have families now. They've kind of grown up and it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. So there's going to be more space now for new creators to sort of build their way up. And I have seen people who have started YouTube in the past couple of years who have definitely overtaken my own channel. So, you know, you really could start a channel right now and in two years could be ahead of me. It really just depends on if you get lucky, if you are just a person that people find interesting, that they like, 
And whether you have past experience in producing videos or whether you just have a good flow. Some people just naturally are good for videos. They just have a good, clear voice. They can present themselves well and they just end up succeeding much more than others. But, you know, it's a fight to actually get there. And some people are going to have to sacrifice more time and more effort and experience a slower growth than others. But that's just the way it is. So you just have to kind of suck it up and do it. But um, I love YouTube. You know, I've been doing it for, as I said, like seven years now. And I do wish my channel had grown a little bit more than it has. But I'm almost at 50,000 subscribers. I'm at 48,000 as of, I think, yesterday. And I'm now almost at 48,100. So it's growing pretty quick. I'm averaging about 600 to 700 new subscribers every month. So by that estimate, I'm expecting to hit 50,000 in the next few months, which is super, super dope. And... Um, you know, from there, my milestone's going to adjust. So my milestone will no longer be 50,000. Obviously, it's now going to be, I guess, 100,000. So I really need to sort of step up my content, make that leap. And once I get to 100,000, the next goal is going to be 150, then 200. And, you know, it never ends. It really ne never does. People always say like, oh, you've made it. But there is no you've made it. You've made it to the milestone. And now you need to make it to the next milestone. So I think people set their goals just too high. You're not going to hit a million subscribers in the next month. People expect to post a video and it blows up instantly. But really, it doesn't work like that, honestly. The YouTube algorithm just doesn't really permit new channels to actually blow up like that. You really do have to build up an audience, build up your retention times. You have to get people interested in you as a person and just engage with your content more in order to fuel that growth. And so... All of those steps take time. So can you start a YouTube channel in 2023? Absolutely. Start right now. Just go ahead and do it. Write down some ideas even. That will help you. My biggest mistake when I first started out on YouTube was I would just kind of wing videos. Like I would wing it. I would think, oh, this is a good idea. Then I would go ahead and record it. That's a terrible idea because you're going to make mistakes. You're probably going to talk a bit of gibberish. There's no flow. There's no structure to the way you're going to present the video. And so... Even if you just make a few bullet points, just have a brief structure, research a tiny bit, and then you're going to have some accurate information, which is going to be useful to people. Because if you just blabber, then they're really not going to learn anything. Now, if you already have the knowledge there, it's a little bit different. Like for me, I already know how my channel's kind of worked out, how it's grown. And so I can kind of talk from experience a little bit. But for the majority of videos, you're going to have to go ahead and plan. So if you have an iPad, if you have an Apple Pencil, Go into the notes app, just scribble down some ideas, just go for it. Just write some bullet points down. A great way of actually finding video topic ideas is Google Trends. You can see what people are searching on Google or on YouTube, and this can help you find out where the gaps are in terms of the content that's online, because there is a lot of gaps. I know people think there's a lot of YouTubers, there's a, there's a lot of videos already, but you can add a twist. You can talk about a different subject that people aren't talking about. Another great tool you can use is a website called ChatGPT. So this is a new AI chatbot. It's by OpenAI. A lot of people have probably heard of this. It seems to be blowing up and I love it. It's incredible. It's a website where it's free and you can chat with this AI and it can literally answer any of your questions. Not like Google, not like your Google Assistant, but real questions you have, it can provide real in-depth answers. So you can ask it mass questions that you have from university, or you can type in 
a university essay question, and it will literally formulate an essay and respond with all the accurate information. And it's amazing. You can literally type in, write a YouTube script for a tech video on the Pixel 6a, and it will write a perfect script that I would expect from someone like MKBHD. So uh, honestly, it's helpful. Don't abuse it. Don't just copy it. But if you're really stuck for ideas, you can type in, write some viral video title topics, and it will sort of bash out some rough ideas of uh, good videos to make. And then you can take those, you can adjust them, you can manipulate them, and uh, you can kind of change the titles a bit to come up with your own ideas. Cause it's really hard to, to come up with an idea from scratch when you have just a blank piece of paper, that's kind of impossible. Um, not impossible, but just more time consuming and less likely to be successful. So definitely do take little bits that you like from other creators, add your own flair, and uh, obviously pay attention to whether people are interested or not. If they're not been the idea, do not even try and uh, continue on with it because it's just a waste of your time, honestly, and it's never really going to get you anywhere um, if people are not showing interest. So yeah, you just have to kind of follow the views, follow the audience that's building up. And sometimes it can actually lead you to a place you don't want to be. So be careful of that. I ended up doing top apps and more people liked that video than any other video. And so now I feel really pressured into doing top app videos, even though I kind of feel like I'm over it a little bit. I've grown up, I've matured. I'm not really into those kind of childish, nerdy apps that I was a few years ago. And so now I feel forced to sort of keep up with that trend because, because people like that. And so you might be stuck in a position like that. Um, just try and come up with new ideas that people enjoy and you can slowly kind of fade away from uh, those popular videos as long as you replace it with a new popular video that you enjoy to make. So I'm still on that journey. I'm still trying to get there. A lot of people still really like my top app videos and sometimes I enjoy making them, but it can be really frustrating every single month trying to sort of hunt down new apps because, you know, because sometimes there really isn't good apps. Like sometimes there just is no new good app this month. And so what do I do? I need to kind of figure out a half decent app to throw in and then it's just kind of unenjoyable to talk about. So, um, so yeah, just make sure you don't go down the rabbit hole of making content you don't like just for the views, because that can be a torturous life, honestly, because a lot of effort goes into making your videos. And if you don't enjoy making them, then they're not going to be the best they could be. And YouTube have actually updated their, they've updated their monetization for YouTube shorts. So now you will actually receive money for the ad that plays just before your short and just after your short. A lot of you guys, if you're starting out on YouTube, you won't be monetized yet, but you can apply through YouTube to join the partner program. You need to have a thousand subscribers and I think like 10,000 watch hours or something like that in order to actually apply. But it's definitely worth doing. Definitely turn that on when you can because you will get money even if you have few views you know, it's still something, it will still build up and then you get paid through Google AdSense. So it's a little bit of motivation. You get paid back a little bit for the effort you put in. And if you grow it enough, if you grow your channel enough, then it could turn into sort of a full-time income. For me, it's, it's part of my income. I do have another job, but I'm trying to sort of build up the channel more and slowly I'm trying to make it more of a full-time thing, uh, which I would really love. I would love to just full-on make content and do nothing else. Um, it would be really amazing, honestly. So uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think about 
some of the topics I've discussed. If there's something you want to know that I didn't mention in the podcast, then you can let me know on either my YouTube videos or on the comment section on Spotify or just email me. You can email me at matthewrobtech at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at matt.j.rob. You can also follow me on Twitter at mattrobt. I'm really trying hard to get into Twitter. I feel like I've I've got into it pretty well now, but not a lot of people I know use Twitter. So it's kind of one of those things you have to try and find those types of people, those Twitter people to go ahead and, and follow you and to get into the whole community where you're chatting with the same people. And uh, I feel like I'm almost there, but it's just super, super hard to uh, to fully get into because it's very different to Instagram or Facebook or any of those other social platforms. But I think it's really nice because you can just say something inspirational or some convey some information in such a short post with no image and it can go viral and you can kind of get your message out there. So I really think it's it's powerful. I feel like it's hard to do that with YouTube or with Instagram or with with uh, Facebook. With Twitter, you can really just get lucky. And if you say something that people like, they can just retweet. It can blow up. And uh, yeah, you can meet some really cool people to have conversations with. So if you want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter and and chat with me, tweet me, whatever, then uh, then I'd appreciate it. I'll be doing more videos on, or more podcasts, sorry, on uh, on YouTube in general. I feel like YouTube, as I said, is such a big part of my life. So there's a lot to talk about. The algorithm is always changing. It's always hard to sort of build up your channel, build up your audience, consistently pump out content like some sort of machine, because we're not machines. It's hard to wake up, film, sit, edit, post, write descriptions, like consistently like a machine day in, day out. I even find it hard to post even twice a week because it takes a lot of time to film content, even to edit. And then you realize, ah, oh, that's a bad shot. I need to go refilm. And then you go refilm and then you get tired and then you think, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And it just drags on and on and on. And then, you know, there's always things you're going to notice are wrong with your video and you're not going to be satisfied, but you feel pressure from the time constraints. And and so, yeah, it, it's really, really hard. You're going to learn from doing it. I mean, I'm learning still, and I've been doing it six years or seven years. I mean, you're always learning, it's always changing, and there's always new things popping up on the platform. YouTube is good at helping you actually grow. They're really good at suggesting content people like. If you download the YouTube Studio app, you can see so much information about your audience, which videos they're clicking on, which videos they're interacting with more. There's a new research section and it actually shows you, it's kind of like Google Trends, it shows you all the trending searches from your subscribers on YouTube so you can kind of tailor your content a little bit better for all of your followers, which is really, really cool. I like that a lot and it's super handy. But uh, yeah, that's all That's all I really have to say. It's kind of dragging on already. I know it's a podcast and they're normally long anyway, but I'm just trying to start out with these podcasts and so I'm trying to keep them relatively short. So uh 30 minutes is pretty, pretty long for me. Anyway, I will see you guys later. Peace.